Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Instrumental Podcast. Yeah, what was up with that? Uh-huh. Who, t- who turned that one in? Uh, he didn't leave a username, but he left a very... No tri- words at all. Not even. The, the, sub- <laughs> the subject was rock synth, well-produced instrumental. So he knew he had gold when he sent it to us. Nice. He also got after Bernie for being a little anti-British. Yeah, well, fuck the Brits. Yeah. <laughs> he said, it's a little ridiculous. You can only get away with irony for so long before it becomes boring, stereotypical, and slightly offensive. He's obviously never met Gavin or Ben. <laughs> so shame on you guys for well, being so anti-British. Unlike you, sir, I'm not well-produced. <laughs> <laughs> can you call yourself well-produced? I mean, can you call your own stuff? It's very well-produced. Well, he, hey, he did it. You know, he just threw it out there. You can't do anything about it. That's no? pretty much how Puff Daddy got famous, right? Right. It's like, he just told people he was good. It's like the Lady Gaga syndrome. Hey, I'm famous. Yeah, there Therefore, you go. You're famous. You know, I got called out last week for being anti-gay as well. Did you really? Yeah, I how did. D- how dare you? As a gay man, I take offense to that. <laughs> being called secretly gay, man. Man, you're, you're just not having any luck. You're just offending everyone, aren't you? Listen, I just hey, put like, ideas I out so there. I was so upset I could barely fuck a butt last night. I'm <laughs> 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 oh, done. Jeff's starting off. But right, I got, here I got, we go. Restarting the podcast. I'm, I'm super pro-gay, though. Here's yeah. why I got called out. I got called out because I said – I talked about girls who kiss at parties and that are guys going to start doing that too? I hope so. Like is that the trend where things are headed? Yeah. And I think they thought that I was equating girls kissing at parties to actually being gay. I don't think the girls that kiss at parties in front of guys who are screaming, I don't think they're actually gay. Just, I, hate, I hate to break anybody's bubble. Yeah, no, just like the lesbians on the Howard Stern show aren't really lesbians. What? Yeah. yeah. No, know. I'm sorry, buddy. Oh, no. Have you been fake? Yeah. If you're blonde and 36 double D, you're probably not really a lesbian. Oh, not just in a different, total, totally different territory now. <laughs> but I got, I got called out on that. And, I, and I, was the, I wasn't even speaking about actually same-sex kissing as being gay. I'm you know, just, people who do that for attention. Know, that's, you know, that's not, yeah, no, that's attention whoring. You know, that's it, all that is. Exactly. Yeah. It, that's what I was It's when you got called out on it because when I was editing the podcast after we were done, you know, I listened to that section and I paused and I thought, you know, is this anti-gay? Is this something I should cut out? And I re-listened to it just to be safe. And I was like, no, it's not. I will say that uh, I do think it is a double standard that it's cool for girls to kiss at a party, but not cool for guys to kiss at a party. I don't think it's like cool guys for should be able to attention whore just as well as women. You and I did it. You and I have kissed on a few occasions in, in, in front of a CNN camera. That's true. We did. We kissed in front of a CNN. <laughs> in, you know, that in is, an interview with CNN, and, and they cut it. Who's anti-gay now? Yeah, CNN. Ew. Wolf Blitzer. You guys aren't gay. No. I've got some photos to we show you. We definitely are attention whoring, though, so I guess that just, that just goes to your point, Bernie. But it does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's cut out the attention whores. That's what I want to get rid of are the attention whores at, at parties where everyone stands around and whoops. It's just let's, – let's be done with that, okay? Let's just absolutely everybody be happy and comfortable with it. But when you talked about it being a double standard, it's actually kind of reversed in a way because remember all the movies in the 50s like with Jack Lemmon where – the guys would dress up as women. And even on, like, network television, it's always a big deal when the two male cast members kiss in, like, the fifth season or sixth season. That seems like that always happens in every sitcom. The only only time I can remember uh, two guys kissing on television was that Adam Lambert thing, which turned into a whole scandal. And no, I'm talking as part of the sitcom. As part of the sitcom. Like, sit- remember you know. when Urkel and Carl Winslow kissed in Family Matters? The series never recovered. Ew. <laughs> I have no idea. Did, did, I, I couldn't honestly think did of anything. The, did the bosom buddies ever kiss? Gary, Gary Coleman and Mr. Drummond. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and it seems like Saturday Night Live now, too, that's a major part of there's the a, season. There's been a lot of guys. There's guy a lot of guy, guy and guy kissing in SNL this year. It's pretty awesome. Did you see the Zach Galifianakis one? No. That's great. No. I, I saw that. Was it another one of the Kiss family ones where the family's overly affectionate? It was. Yeah. And a, they were at a funeral. Great... <laughs> <laughs> I think Zach Galifianakis played like a <laughs> Greek Orthodox priest or something like that. It was pretty damn funny. That sounds awesome. I haven't seen that. So. It does sound good. Not you know, anti-gay. But please don't get me started on minorities. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, you know, we, you know, despite all the talk that we've been having so far, we actually do have a silent fourth sitting in the podcast. I just want him to speak up. He's waiting for say, hello, say hello, Silent Fourth. What up, yo? All right, there you go. It's a gangster ohm. Okay, okay. <laughs> so my, you, you, you go back to sleep now, Monty. <laughs> Monty's first words ever heard on uh, remember the company were, what up, yo? What up, yo? <laughs> so, yeah, we got Monty in the podcast, who is our most recent hire, I guess, at Rooster Teeth, who's uh, helping us work with uh, on uh, Red vs. Blue Season 8. You know, Jack is on a JetBlue flight today, New York, to see Crisis 2. You know, that's I would imagine like that's the way you actually would play 
Crisis 2 is that its system requirements would be so intensive that you have to fly to a different city <laughs> to actually load the game. <laughs> there's, no, there's no computers in Texas that can handle Crisis is 2. It, isn't Crisis 2 on console now? Yeah, it's going to be on console. I think. Is it? I think so. It looks fucking so. good. It's almost like its own marketing campaign that you can't play this game. That's true. You right. think it's like I didn't whoever even makes Crisis 2, it's like a shell company run by like NVIDIA or ATI <laughs> to like sell new video cards. It's like make the most ridiculous game you can so everyone has to buy new video cards. Right. I think it's a fucking conspiracy. I'm there onto you. something here. There you go, buddy. It's the tip of the iceberg. What's, what what's, is it, though? Like, what is the game? Have you played it? I've never played it's Crisis. A, it's an FPS. I mean, it's, I like, it's like a Halo competitor. I mean, it's guys in power suits, you know? Guys in power suits. Is think, it? That'd be a great name know, for a band. You know, you know what? They, they, <laughs> I think they got kind of something similar to the, what is it, the loadouts, right? Where you got to power a guy up in speed, like... The, 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 the game fucking you boot it up and it's the first thing that it says is maximum game and then you know you load up certain things like you want to be super strength and then the game it says to you maximum power and then you get your armor turns red and then suddenly you're super strong and shit <laughs> I don't so, can, I can you just tell the game I want to win maximum victory <laughs> and then you don't have to worry about it maximum button could <laughs> you get maximum maximum is the question <laughs> but what is, well, what is it because when I look at screenshots it's just like it a military looks like, FPS it's but it looks like Far Cry it's a military mm. FPS and you're in these power suits you know what we can do is we, it Jungle Island based? Yeah. Oh, right. You know what it's. You know what it's like. Wait, it's like isn't that Far Cry? We can read. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's like Predator, where like you're 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 going to this base and you're doing this normal like infiltration type thing against like the Korean army, and then suddenly they're aliens. Right. <laughs> the, wait, Koreans are aliens? No, 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 no. You're fighting like Korean soldiers. I only suspected. And then suddenly there's like these aliens that show up, and. And they're working with the Koreans or against them? And they start kissing at parties. Is it three on three? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't fucking know. Right, well, that was very informative. Thank you. <laughs> Here's Take what off. I know. Here's what I know. This is Crisis 2 by Monty Ohm. There's a guy in a power suit, and he's maximum, and he fights Korean <laughs> <laughs> And it might or might not be set on a jungle somewhere. No, that was me. I, that's uh, all well, I uh, Why don't we just wait till Jack comes back in next week and ask him? That's probably a good idea. There you, go. you know, and funny. No, I like Monty's the, version better. The first, <laughs> Nothing Jack can come back with be better. Let's make that game. The, that's first, yeah. fun. the first game company I worked at, my lead producer was like the lead designer on that game he told me all about it i just don't fucking remember so are, what's it like to be the lead designer of a game where like the sky is the limit you know like well let's worry about efficiency no forget that throw it out we're trying minimum efficiency <laughs> we're trying to sell video cards here guys maximum graphics <laughs> and didn't they they spun off the engine that was one of those games that Crytek was the engine that ran crisis and far cry and, oh, and Far Cry. Okay, now it all makes sense. Wow, is that true? Yeah, it's all uh, Cry. I didn't know that. I knew that Far Cry was the Crytek engine. Mm-hmm. And that came after Crisis? Nope. Mm, yeah, I think Far Cry was Far, first. Far Cry was first. Then, then, then Crisis. Crisis, and now Far Cry 2. <laughs> okay, yeah, Far Cry 2 was the 360 game. Right. How does Devil May Cry fit into this? <laughs> <laughs> and we've talked about Crisis before because wasn't that developer the one that said... 90% or 95% of their multiplayer matches were played by pirated copies of the game. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Some such a ridiculously high statistic. Bunch of bullshit. You don't think it's true or you don't think No, it's... I think it's bullshit that that's the case. You don't think it's cool. I don't think it's cool at all. Not cool at makes all. Makes me mad. Makes me sad. Makes me think of that kid from PAX. Yeah. Who, <laughs> I guess who I guess turned himself in. After being on the on, on the lamb, what a fucking genius! <laughs> he, was, he was hiding out in fucking multiplayer Modern Warfare Two. Yeah. <laughs> They'll never look for me here. What, what the hell was that again? He's, uh, I'm camping. He, uh, <laughs> I'm camping. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good spot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over at the ammo dump. I, Catch me, coppers. <laughs> I think he uh, he turned himself in, and I think he is uh, has his new arraignments like on May 19th or something. Wow. Well, good luck to everybody involved. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. wait, you think they're going to throw the book at him? I guess they didn't add any charges what for did they, not showing up. They listed the value of the code at $6 million, yeah. I think. So it was a like $6 million theft. That dude's, like a, that dude's like the Pink Panther. It's like a jewel thief. You know, you know what? Yeah, he's doing it in broad daylight. He's yeah. like suspending himself on wires. I don't know who said it, but every time I look at this kid now, I, can't, I see Harry Potter. He looks just <laughs> like Daniel Radcliffe to me. I think he's got the biggest, nerdiest balls ever. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty big balls. If he yeah. did it, you know, we don't if even know for sure. Allegedly, he, he admitted to doing it at the show. Yeah, well, allegedly, you mean allegedly, right? He uh, said allegedly. It. There's one thing I've learned. Allegedly, from he's told everyone that he was stealing the game. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> only half, crook. Only half the expo hall heard it. Allegedly, yeah, there were a lot of witness accounts. I think we'll be okay. Allegedly, he might come here and steal something from us. Oh, I'm gonna give a shout out to Brandon because he's not here today, but 
he was the guy who produced and direct mostly directed uh, the immersion short that we did. Yeah, and he did a great job. He didn't even get to go see people see alive. He didn't. No, he we 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 had to put him up in the projector booth, They're like doing traffic control, since we didn't know what we had or what you know what we were showing. He, he was, was there. We put him up there, with the projectionist, and we were coordinating via text message as to what was being shown next and like what we were going to do. Yeah, because we had the premiere of the Red versus Blue season last week on Thursday. That was a lovely time. And then you guys went to the Alamo and did a show in person there mm-hmm. for a wonderful audience of how many people? Like 250? About 350, I think. Oh, 350. Wow. Yeah. yeah, whatever the theater capacity is. I think it was like 350. How was Sold that? Sold out. It was great. Wow. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm always nervous that it's not going to sell out and there's going to be like half the theater is going to be empty. It was a really awesome audience. There were some people that came from a long, like somebody came from Chicago, somebody came from like Wisconsin. A lot of people from Ohio, like, like Ohio. Yeah, there were people from all over. It was this really one, cool. This one woman drove up from Corpus with her kids. That's true. Not, <laughs> not as far as those other people. Not as far as those That's people. Like two they, hours. They were super nice though. Yeah, just yeah. to see RVB. That's crazy. Thank you, Monty. Yeah, great. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Monty. All right. So today, I guess unofficially, this is the one-year anniversary of the start of our weekly podcast. What? What? Awesome. We, is it? We started on April 10th of last year. You wow, did? Wow, really? Yeah, and it's uh, it's April April 7th today. That, we started putting the podcast out? Yeah. Oh, okay. But we had been doing them for a while before yeah, that, we, the we, ones we, we never released. We had done one in December. Now, you shouldn't uh, say we well. never released them. We had because so, we had it's going to so, sound like we have like some kind of weird library and people are just going to ask for them. Oh, I'm sorry, but we, we, never we didn't keep them. them but yes. we did like we did seven or eight or more before we ever released one. They, of they were so terrible. We deemed they weren't even worth hitting like the save button. No, absolutely. <laughs> Do you yeah. remember how that process would work? We would come in here, we'd sit down with the microphones, we'd talk for about fifteen or twenty minutes, and then we just look at each other and go, "Fuck this." Yeah, this stand sucks. up. They yeah. leave. Yeah, I, no good. I actually downloaded our first podcast uh, a little earlier today. I was going to listen to it before we came in, but I ran out of. Didn't Who was on it? Do you, do you know? No, I don't remember. Were they really that bad? Yeah, they were pretty terrible. Like, well, we started our test runs. We were trying to figure out the process. We we have a philosophy, which is we kind of violated a little bit with immersion, where you should do something at least six times before you put it out there. Yeah, you know that, that. Whenever anyone asks for you know the starting web series, what what should they do? We always say, make six episodes before you put out the first mm-hmm. one. Yep. Because then you'll have them. And everyone's like, why would I do that? It's like, well, then you're not really interested yeah. in making a web series. Every nope. day before I have sex with my wife, I jack off six times first. <laughs> number Is seven. That true? That's the golden one. She's number seven? Yep. Yeah. Lucky number seven. <laughs> got to practice. Got to get it out of your system. You went right to that. <laughs> we, <laughs> we were nowhere waiting. near that. You, you, you like, crossed borders to reach that <laughs> Kind of like wow. how you uh, got to Austin. <laughs> Cross borders. <laughs> I think Gus has a new idea for a web series, because mm-hmm. that's how that thought came up. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, one year. It's uh, it's crazy that we've been doing it this long. I feel like it's, uh, I feel like we've only been doing it like four or five months. I can't remember one goddamn thing we've talked about. I, I, uh, wow. And, you know, I think the only person in the office who listens to the podcast, aside from Bernie and I, is probably Monty. So if anyone could tell you what we've talked about, it probably right, Monty. Right, right. I had like a podcast spree when I knew I was going to be working here. I worked, I listened to it for like... Like all the back order of whatever episodes there were, how many kept me company while I was working because like it's it's helpful. Must have been terrible. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a good company. It's always interesting. Twitter is has one cool functionality that it tells me what people are doing while they're either listening to the podcast or watching RVB. You know what? What would you guess would be the number one activity that people are doing while they're watching RVB DVDs? T- uh... If your guest was folding laundry, you would be correct. Really? We're, we're the we're laundry folder. I guess so. Right? It's like people t- fold laundry and put on their red versus blue So DVDs. we need to corner like a video on demand service that targets laundromats. I get yeah, That would be great. <laughs> I think we're on, a, we're on a new business model here. Do you remember those old places where you like in airports where you could go sit in the chair and they had coin operating oh, yeah. TVs? Yeah. yeah. I have a – I shouldn't say I. My wife has a great idea for a laundromat business. Be like a laundromat that also is a bar. So you can get drunk while you do your laundry. Nice. I think they have coffee houses that are that. Yeah. Yeah. But can you get drunk on coffee? No. That's true. I, I don't know. I think I could. There's something about the caffeine that's in coffee. I can drink 20 Diet Cokes in a day. If I drink one cup of coffee, I'm just insane by about 4 p.m. I think that's purely psychological. No. I just, no. It's physical. It's, it really mm. is. Because I'll try to figure out what's wrong with me. Like, oh, yeah. I had a coffee at 11 a.m. I'll, I'll try to avoid giving Bernie coffee if he asks for it. Yeah, or I'll get him the smallest one possible. I would drink more tea 
if they didn't serve tea at 190 degrees. It's or, pretty brutal. Or if it didn't look like it's probably it's probably hotter than that, <laughs> isn't it? Well, Monty had a comment. Uh, Monty, Monty said, uh, uh, "Just you know, pit, you know, tea looks like yeah. piss. Maximum tea, tea. looks like piss." <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shall we get the things that Monty eats versus what the rest of everyone else in the office eats? I love coffee. I tell you that. I'm gonna miss the cafe downstairs. So how was Anime Boston, Monty? Because you went there after Pax. All right. Yeah. So like Pax. No, Pax was awesome, man. <laughs> Pax was awesome, but as soon as Anime Boston was done, I just started. My my girlfriend was big, big, like bugging me for months to build her a costume. I'm like, I'll build the costume, goddammit. it! It was like a week between Pax and Anime Boston. I built the costume, and that was the highlight because I built her this awesome costume. And what, we, what was it a costume of? It was a female version of a male Final Fantasy character. Which one? Who? Squall Lionheart. Oh, okay. And it was hot. It was very hot. And uh, we got stopped every like two feet. People wanted to take pictures. It was very cool. I actually got recognized sometimes, which is odd because no one ever recognizes me. Um, did you see? I guess today you haven't done it yet, have you, Jeff? The uh, USB memory support for the 360 came out. No, no, no. I haven't done it yet because I don't have a. a I, th- I think hopefully Bernie ordered me one a little while ago. I did not. I asked you to. I did not. I said I'll take whatever you get, and you were like, "Okay." I, I didn't order myself one if it makes you feel any better. Oh, okay, cool. Well, I'll I got, go, I'll I got go busy trying to, to post a news post to our front page, <laughs> which takes about forty-five fucking minutes. They can really do that in a, in a software update. That's crazy. Yeah, it's amazing what they can do. You know what's interesting about it, too, is that the, the, Gus was wondering why they killed the third-party memory adapters, and now it seems like they've just gone completely... In the opposite direction, right? Completely opposite. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, the, the, the line that they, they towed on that was that you put save data on something that you can then take off and pl- plug into a computer easily, it's going to allow for save gaming and for... Uh, it's like a backdoor into the system, right? Right. And so they just added a portable hard drive to your Xbox. It seems very weird. It like, seems like it's the same thing. Like having a third-party memory unit that you know fits that same form factor is just the same as plugging in a USB device identical. at this point. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, do they, are they going to re-enable support for those third-party memory units now? Or, or, I, I would, or do you have to get an adapter to be able to plug them into the USB port? You know, is that acceptable? Like a third-party memory adapter going into a USB port versus the memory? So you do you think it's just a port issue? Like maybe. I don't know where the line is drawn. Yeah, I don't know. And we, we had them. And they became obsolete on us. Yeah, you, you bought them like the week before they they got shut down. Didn't we you? did. We really did. We just wanted the more storage. That was it. Did did, we... did, would, weren't, weren't those essentially just like little sand disc, like little SD cards inside of a, a shell? That, yeah, that, I think so. Yes, they were. Yeah. Can't you just take those out and have a, a card reader and just stick that in as your memory? Yeah, we could. Actually, I was going to say that now you can buy a USB adapter to where you can put those little memory cards in now. Mm-hmm. So you can just go out and buy it. Yeah, because you already have those. Was it in, like, preparation for this that they stopped supporting third like, party? It wouldn't make sense, though. Why would they kill it to then... It really doesn't make sense. Why would they kill one to then allow it in a different format? Maybe they didn't want a third-party company to scoop their uh, their uh, their new feature. No. But Maybe. they were already doing it. Yeah. Yeah, but, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, that's that's not... I mean, to scoop it, I don't know. Cause it's like just they were like, afraid that it would steal the thunder. That people would be less excited about buying the Microsoft SanDisk 16-gig memory card. But it seems yeah. like they're not really pushing that. They don't care. They didn't just open up the – the software update doesn't just open up compatibility for that. It opens up compatibility for everything. That's true. But they are launching to Microsoft uh, USB drives next month. Yeah. And what are those going to be? Those going to be hard drive or flash drives? I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. Uh, an Xbox 360-branded USB flash drive. There you go. Was that eight? They're doing that eight and a sixteen gig, right? Uh, I don't see the specifics anywhere. I just see the initial announcement about it. Yeah, I think one's forty and one's seventy. And the most you can put these in is sixteen gigs. Right, and you can have up to Correct. two devices connected to the console at a time. Wow. So, what was the most before? Uh, five hundred twelve megs. Huh. Okay. So I wonder now. This can be significant for us. You'll still be able to use your memory cards, the existing ones. Yeah. And you'll be able to be able to have USB as well. Can you have in two memory cards and two USB devices? This won't be relevant to anybody else in the world, but it'd be great for me if I want to switch characters between boxes. I think so. It looks like it. Yeah, that'd be You'll cool. probably need a hub, though, because there's only three ports on the 360. No, I have two memory ports, and I have two USB ports. Oh, I see, I see. So I could, I yeah, could, probably could. spread hey, stuff out. could we, you know, for production purposes, could we now rip the Halo 3 ODST multiplayer disc to one of those flash drives, along with all the maps and everything? Uh, yeah, you could, but you would still need the disc and the drive in order to play it. Oh, right, right. And we could just we just as easily do that to the hard drive, which we do. Right, okay. Yeah. Because we don't want to sit there and hear the, hear the disc spin all day. Yeah, it'd be cool if you could DRM assign uh, your your box, you know, your disc to one box, the way mm-hmm. you can do with, with Arcade. This would get around my laziness and my desire for a multi-disc <laughs> Xbox 360 changer. Oh, man, don't but, start on that again. You know, they did limit this to 16 gigs. Why would they do that? 
know. That's a really good question. Like, why it seems like a very arbitrary number, right? Or that they just don't want to get up and compete with their own 20 gig hard drive, which comes with. Yeah, it. I was going to say that. Do they still sell the 20 gig hard drive? I don't think, I don't they, think sell they do. They the just sell 60s gig, uh, and 125s, right? I think it's and there's a 250. Coming I think it's 120 out. and 250. 120. I think. Like, hold you, on, I got I one on my desk. Let I think say. you get an, you can get an Xbox 360 arcade with no hard drive. You get an Xbox 360 Elite with 120, or you can get the new 250s that are coming out. Yeah, I don't think there's a 20 gig model anymore. I need to get one of those 250s. And I definitely need one of these USB drives. Although I think I'm going to hold off for the Microsoft one. Really? I think I'm going to go take a look and try to get one uh, USB drive later today. I'm a sucker for, like, officially branded products. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you, you're sticking, like, all the same manufacturer. I can appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, you just know what you're getting. owning all Apple devices. Which I'm also working on. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, my iPad shipped last night. I'm very excited. Did it come all the way from, from Shanghai, Shanghai, Canada? Canada? <laughs> Connecticut? Connecticut. <laughs> I ordered... I actually ordered my iPad while I was... On a on a plane in the air uh, on the way from Chicago to Austin because we had Wi Fi. Well, aren't you just a fucking high roller? No, not at all. I'm just saying I had nothing else to do, and I was like, I wonder if this is dangerous. (laughs) I had nothing else to do, so I spent five hundred dollars on a plane. (laughs) Which one did you buy? (laughs) I bought the cheapest one they have. Have you used it yet? No, it shipped yesterday. Oh, oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, I hear shipped. I thought it meant you know arrived. (laughs) Yeah, it shipped yesterday. (laughs) They put it in a portal machine. Yeah. Aperture Science is shipping all Apple products now. I mean, like, why is it such a big deal if something shipped? It's not here. It's just a patch it's for exciting. your iPhone. It means it's on the way. <laughs> you apply it and then put it in water overnight. <laughs> so, so, guys, you bought the cheapest one they have, which would be the 16 gigabyte Wi-Fi one. Wi-Fi only version for 4.99. Yeah, I think you made a mistake. I may have made a mistake, but. I'm pretty sure that they'll come up with a new version next year that's going to blow the current one away anyway. And it'll probably have a camera. And Why do you think you made a mistake, though? So if I'm going to buy a new one next year anyway, when I get the cheapest one this year. Okay. I also didn't buy it for me. I bought it for my wife. Wow, it's fucking thin. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's. Really, I've seen some cool stuff of it, and there was some idiot, of course. Just like with any other major tech launch, there's some fucking dope who thinks he's going to be original by going in, buying it, walking outside, and guess what he did? He it gave it down. to someone. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Smashed, <laughs> smashed it in front of everybody. Why do people think that's original, Jeff? I have no idea, man. I don't understand why. He is was that, smiling like a fool, too. Like, is that to brag that you can afford to just destroy $500 I in think, front of you? I, I think or it's out of spite, you know, just to get, get to the people. You know, who's the dude who's, like, in line and the iPad sold out right in front of him and he's like, that motherfucker broke one. But why do people? Why do people? I don't understand why, why do people, people have do to that? be disruptive in the first place. But what? And why is it original? Like I'm sure the guy thinks it's an original idea. We've like, seen that no, back since he, PS2 days. I doubt he thinks it's an original idea. I'm sure he's just copying. It's, 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 it's like he's the, the first guy to do it. Though. It's the same people who go to the kids waiting in line to get the new Harry Potter and shout out the ending to them. You know, it's just dumbasses. That's what it is. What started that for you? What was the first thing you remember being spoiler-ish, where people would try to ruin it? It was book six of Harry Potter. Really? Yeah. I remember oh, oh, Star Trek Two. Really, Wrath of Khan. I don't. I don't get upset by spoilers. Wait, what, was the, what was the spoiler in Wrath of Khan? Uh, spoiler alert. Khan is Kirk's father. That Spock, Spock, <laughs> Spock dies, dies at the end. Oh right, I forgot about that. And people came out of the theater talking about it and ruined it for everyone else in line waiting to see the movie. Nice. He died. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of Wrath of Khan. But they brought him back though. I remember. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's like, against Spock. the glass. It's like oh, red versus blue. So sad. Hey, let's not even draw. You comparisons. are and always will be my friend. <laughs> So we are. When are we releasing Red vs. Blue this season? It's every Monday at 9 p.m. Central, right? Which is negative six GMT. Negative six GMT. Figure out. Figure out your fucking self. And the reason why Gus is saying that is because people constantly will ask us in comments and in email. Hey, I know you wrote it at 6 p.m. Central time. Can you please tell me what it is in my time zone? I live in Atlanta, and it's like, no, we really can't tell you what it is so no, now we, we have a way to do that we can we just don't want to you should well, be able to figure do, it out yourself we can't do it 800 people, times yeah you can't subtract one or three or something yeah, also, from that they just don't know people don't know their time zone they don't why, know how it why don't people know time zones though i don't know i don't know can i ask you a question do, yes. you, do you understand time zones i think that i do yeah what's, what's do you the, understand time zones i think so is what's, this a trick what's question no i mean i understand time zones too what's there to understand what's there to understand okay I don't know. So it's what, annoying. What we've done is if that ever comes up and you go to the page now, it'll have a countdown. And the countdown is relative to you. Right. It's, countdowns are not dependent on time zones. And so at the day of the launch, you don't have to ask when it's coming out. It'll have a little countdown. When that hits zero, 
then the if site it, crashes and yeah. <laughs> if it says the uh, if it says the website it. comes out in 17 minutes that's not 17 minutes minus 6 that's 17 minutes yeah so guys are you committing to 10 minutes after a crash <laughs> I think it took about 40 minutes on the night of the premiere 10 minutes is pretty good I think we, we at the Alamo drinking beer and we were all getting time. drunk at the movie theater yeah. I, I figured if it was still broken when I left then I'd look at it are we like the only ones who like do like regular releases like on a timely basis online yes that, that, that must cause and ironically that was the idea of the guy who's in charge of keeping the servers up and running that was his idea. Me? I'm sorry. It was the idea of the guy who codes the stuff. No, to no, yeah, yeah. It was not. It, I was the one against it. The guy who codes it. It was his idea. The guy who has to make it work. No, not his idea. Because I remember hearing about that for like previous season. I thought, hey, that's cool. Never thought about how much it like must kill the servers and shit. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it because the internet is. That's not the way the internet works. I'm sure. No, but it's it's nice to to have that consistency. Like I know that Lost will be on tonight at eight o'clock. Yeah. 9, 9 p.m. Eastern. It's like yeah. That's like TV, you know, what we're used to. You guys ever been to Hawaii? No. I have. We no. watch football games at 6 a.m. Oh, wow. It sucks. I always feel bad for people who live out, like, in L.A. When we do work out there, we'd be out there on the weekend. Like, God, these people have to get up, you know, start watching football at, like, 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. Hawaii? Jeez, I never thought about watching football in Hawaii. Yeah, it sucks. It's like all the uh, soccer hooligans that go down to Fado at, like, 5 a.m. to watch <laughs> World Cup games. Yeah, all the displaced Europeans here, whenever the World Cup is on... I mean, they're up at 4 in the morning yeah. watching soccer. Drunk as shit at, like, it, 5.30. Yeah, can they can they serve it that? In Texas, we have weird alcohol laws. Yeah, I think you can. Like, Gus and I have seen World Cup games at, like, Irish pubs here at, like, 6 in the morning, and yeah. there'd be people just hammered. Yeah, you close, but you have to close, and last call's at 2, but when can you reopen? Like, what's, what's the law there? I don't know. Right, if you have to stop serving at two, when can you start serving? Yeah, when again? start? Could time. you could you stop at two and then start again at two thirty? You know, it's got to be pretty early because Trudy's Trudy's down Trudy Central by the college. Uh, they have seven a.m. happy hour, where they serve like Mexican martinis and booze and stuff at seven a.m. And it's a big deal with a lot. Of, like if you ever go into Trudy's at seven a.m., you'll see a ton of people in like uh, OR scrubs getting hammered. Because they all like got off the midnight shift or whatever, and they go and have like their after after work cocktail at yeah. seven in the morning. Alcohol sales in Texas are seven a.m. to midnight with a local option for two a.m. How do you do it, Jeff? How do you do it? How do you really naturally figure out a way to fit in the conversation about local eateries every week? I love it. It lo- just love comes my up, town, dude. It's organic. It just like there wasn't. I couldn't even tell how we got into that conversation. I'm and good. You're right there with Trudy's. I'm right. I'm really good. The local place you eat, the, the the new like cilantro barbecue or whatever. I didn't mention that, but bam, like in they to. come. <laughs> um, so have you guys seen the new thing about that? They've recently introduced a new credit that that describes what it is that we do. That we are transmedia producers. The fuck is that? What? Yeah, that's the new who? credit. Like instead of director or producer, it's transmedia. Transmedia. Who, who came up with that? Uh, the Producers Guild of America. Oh, the PGA. Nice. Transmedia. Transmedia. Hmm. It's supposed to cover video game producers and internet producers and everything else. Is that to, like, do they do that to, like, differentiate us from movie producers because they feel like what we do isn't as important? And if we call ourselves producers, they don't want us in the same boat? I, probably. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, you know, credits are, it may sound like a weird thing, but credits can become a, become a very important thing down the road if something makes, you know, a lot of money. And there's residuals. It's like, you know, a union thing where it becomes... It, credit's a very important thing. One of the most important credits is uh, created by. Created by. Yeah, yeah, that's an important one. But here, you want to read the blurb here? Yeah, here. Uh, the Producers Guild of America Board of Directors announced today that they have approved the addition of Transmedia Producer to the Guild's Producer Code of Credits. This is a quote. The Guild's decision to expand the Code of Credits to recognize the Transmedia Producer underscores the changing media landscape and the critical role of the producer within the cr- new creative mediums said PGA President Marshall Herskovitz. Anybody? Uh, as technology <laughs> evolves, it's no longer adequate to think of a project as simply a television show or a movie. We now understand that the audience will want to experience the content across several platforms. Online, mobile, video on demand, Blu-ray, and now iPad. And now iPad. And now Look iPad. Look at this guy. Go oh, iPad. Why trans? I don't know. You know, like I think across, this, across oh, this is a good yeah, time to bring so. it up, but uh, I think I'm due for a promotion. Right now, my business cards say I'm vice president of napping. 
and I'd like to be promoted to director of moon-based operations, if that's okay. You're done. I second it. <laughs> One okay, of the corporate policies we have at Rishi is everyone gets to make up their own title. You can make whatever you want. It's true. I think Ben is the only guy who actually made up a real title for himself. What is his? It's, it's like CIO or like something like that, right? He made like director of social media and marketing direction. I think that's, and, and, I think that's it. Where, really. And CIO. He's our chief information officer. Where do I go to write that down? Uh, when you get a business card, just fill out whatever you want. <laughs> All right. What is yours, Jeff? Uh, corporate banana. I think <laughs> still you stuck with that for seven years. I'm, a, I'm yeah. it's, I, I do the same thing here every day. Yeah. Yeah, it's my it's very consistent. See yeah. me, I just I, I promote myself. I the, climb that corporate ladder. I'm I'll, the executive something. Executive something. Yes. You do the same thing every day. You've got like achievement hunter. That's not wasn't here when you started. No, the always stuff. I was just kidding around, but you're it's absolutely real, correct. Money, it's not a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Doesn't you, matter. You do bring up an interesting point. I, Jeff might be the only corporate banana in USA. So heaven forbid, if you ever get laid off, you might have trouble Fine. finding another corporate <laughs> banana position. It's true. Have to broaden my horizons. Go for like corporate watermelon. Yeah, you might have to go work at like Chiquita Banana or something. <laughs> I have something I'm really embarrassed to admit about television. And that is for too long. I was far too old to think this. I thought that when you turned off TV, it stopped. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> this isn't fuck? like last week or anything. This is like when I was like seven. <laughs> and for years, I was so mad at my brother because I was like, I turned the TV on. I'm like, when did you turn on the TV? He's like, what are you talking about? I said, it was, you know, whatever was on TV, you know, Super Friends or whatever. And I shut it off. I know because Superman was talking to Wonder Woman. And mom had me go do something, and I shut it off, so you must have turned the TV. I guess, you're a fucking fool. <laughs> and I think it's one of the things where my brother just let me believe it, hoping that I would embarrass myself in public at some point. <laughs> That's pretty much your whole childhood, though, is your brother letting you think stupid things. He was amazing. Yeah, he was good at His that. His ability to torture me as a kid was just unrivaled on a psychological level. <laughs> I mean, the shit he would do to me. We, we, it was like a rite of passage when we were kids to watch Dawn of the Dead. And we, it was like a VHS tape that got passed around. And I think I was probably 11, way too young to see Dawn of the Dead. That is way too young. But it was like supposed to be like the worst movie ever made in band. It was like, do you ever remember Faces of Death when people would talk about that? Yes. Like Banned it, in seven states. <laughs> yeah, or that yeah. it was legal in Pakistan, so you had to go watch it. <laughs> but we, we watched Dawn of the Dead. We watched the whole thing. And Dawn of the Dead is so friggin' campy. You know, it's just oh, it's a, super, super. It wouldn't even qualify as a horror movie, I don't think, today. No. But uh, so I watched all of Dawn of the Dead, and that's what that was what rock solid made me afraid of zombies, like to my core. That movie, I don't know what it was, just the idea of that whole thing, and it probably was because at the end of the movie, credits are rolling, we're sitting there, I'm wide eyed, and my brother, my older brother, turns to me and goes, "You know that really happened, right?" <laughs> I said, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, that really happened. That's a true story, and that's what this is based on." He goes, "The army fixed it, but they don't know what caused it. It could happen again any time." How, how old were you? How old was your brother? I was 11, and he was like 15, or, or he was uh, 13 at the time, and he told me that. I believed that until I was probably 16 years old. <laughs> it was based on a true story. And I, to this day, I'm frightened to hell of zombies. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an old man now. I look out my window at night and see the street. I expect to see something shambling down the street. Do you ever do that when you look out your yeah, front window? all the time. I don't like looking at the if, street at night. If I get up in the middle of the night to like get a glass of water or go to the bathroom or whatever, I have to go to the front of the house and I have to look out my window to make sure that there's nothing creepy you, in the front yard. You know where like, <laughs> And I stand there for about three minutes going, all right, the coming. coast is clear, it looks good. Do you know where like, the nearest like the, cemetery is to you, Bernie? Like, do you keep track of these things? I do. I know when I, I look at houses that are near them, yeah. I know that, yep. We've got that big one by our, our house. I know, dude. We've got I think about it all the time. I think you should think about it like in terms of like hospitals versus cemeteries and stuff like that. Oh, we're fucked. We got both. We got like, two hospitals right by us yeah. too. Three hospitals. That's not cool. One of them's a little kids' hospital too. Ugh. I'm gonna tell you something else. My brother did to me that was torture. It's kind of a visual thing, but I'll describe it as best I can so you can picture it. <laughs> I, take your thumb and your forefinger and just make them the smallest distance apart that you can. <laughs> <laughs> and I was doing that one day, and I said to my brother, "I go, look, look how look how close my finger is to my thumb, but they're not touching." I go, "It's really and it's hard because your fingers kind of shake just a little yeah. bit. The smaller that distance is, I go, look that." And I'm in the driveway of our house, and he goes, "Don't move." <laughs> It, the, the problem is he could come up with it so fast, <laughs> and he would commit to it instantaneously. And he goes, don't move. And I said, what? It, I was like five. You know, I was I was a kid. I go, what? He goes, that's the closest anyone's ever gotten, ever. I'm going to go in the house. I'm going to call Guinness Book of World Records. Don't move. I must have fucking sat in that driveway for an hour. 
And finally, I couldn't hold my arm up anymore, and I couldn't hold my fingers apart anymore, and I'm, I'm crying. I'm crying. I go in the house, and he's watching fucking TV. Like, he's fucking up your super friend. He was. And I was like, I, I just turned off that TV. And he said, I go, wait, just get his book on records. He goes, you're stupid. You know, that's half the reason I had a kid, was so I could feed her misinformation. Oh my god! Like the dad from Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, I, I can't wait for grade school, man. It's gonna be the best. Oh man, you like, are, I'm gonna be like your teacher told you what? You're already feeding your kid bullshit. You gave her those shoes that weren't Skechers and told him they were Skechers. Yeah, that didn't work she out. She got for fucking me. busted. I got trouble a little while back because I told Millie. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't. Well, anyway, I was trying to get Millie to go to the bathroom, but she didn't want to go. And I told Millie that uh, I asked her if she liked bears, and she was like, "Yeah, of course I like bears." And I was like, "Well, bears eat poop, and bears live in the toilet, so oh, you need what? to feed the bears, <laughs> or you're gonna starve." Why did you do that? I don't know. It just seemed like a good idea at the time. Is a bear? A bear? Oh, a bear is waiting for her to sit down, <laughs> so you can come out and eat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh I, I, man, you're an idiot. <laughs> I paid the price for it because Griffin was not. You're probably happy. still paying the price for that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's as far as I'm concerned. That's the reason. Like, I'm pretty sure my mother, who is probably listening, but uh, and, I, and I'm not backing down from this, mom. I'm pretty sure my mother had a kid just for the indentured servitude. Like, I existed to do chores for my mother, like laundry. Like, I'd get home from school at two thirty, right? And my, I'd call, I had to call my mom. And she would give me the list of like seven hours of chores I had to do that day. That was her way of keeping me out of trouble. And uh, and so it was like clean out the rain gutters, cut the grass, repaint the living room. I just painted it last week, painted it again. And uh, I'm pretty sure that's the whole reason my mom had a kid, just so that she could push the housework off on somebody else. So I had a kid just so I could feed her misinformation and then laugh. You sure it was like to build skills? Like maybe she's like Mr. Miyagi. She's like, show me, clean the gutter. <laughs> she throws a dragon strike. Like one day it's all going to come together for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be like the end of Signs. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone will walk out saying, man, the last one was better. This one sucked. <laughs> you'll be attacked by I'm a gonna... guy covered in leaves. You'll be I know this. <laughs> Somebody's going to assassinate the president. And I have to, I'm gonna, my mom's going to be like, fold the towel. <laughs> Maybe it's already happened. Maybe it has. Maybe I'm a sleeper agent and I don't even know it. <laughs> Maybe you missed your calling. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing came up in the army where that came important? No, not that I can remember. Did, did that help you push the other journalist out of the way when you were diving away from the white cross? <laughs> <laughs> that was, those are just my razor-sharp survival skills. <laughs> what was your worst chore growing up? Like the thing you hated to do no matter what? Uh, I can tell you, for me, it was cutting grass because I'm fucking allergic to grass. <laughs> So I had to cut the grass, and I would always complain to my parents, like, I'm allergic to You know I'm allergic to grass. Don't make me cut it. So, like, they were like, oh, here. And they bought me, like, a dust mask, like the little, like, 50-cent one you get, like, at a at a hardware store. Like, here, this will make it better. I'm like, it's not going to fucking make it better. It doesn't do anything. In your parents' defense, you're allergic to grass. Come on. I know. Right? <laughs> they, they made me. They, this comes from somewhere. I didn't choose to be allergic to grass. I mean, it sounds made up, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, Hullum's allergic to water. Did you know that? No, what? I didn't know that. Sounds weird, right? He's allergic to chlorine, and he's even allergic to the small, minute amount of chlorine that's in normal drinking water. So what happens if he drinks water? It's mainly, uh, you know, Matt and I live together, so we're not going to go too deep into this. But when Matt takes a shower, he turns bright red. Wow. Really? Which probably explains why he doesn't shower a lot. Yeah, it's all <laughs> starting to make sense now. What did he do before Evian, before bottled water? No, no, no. I mean, he's not, like, allergic, like, definitely allergic, but he's got some kind of weird, like, re- reaction to chlorine. That, you know, before huh. bottled water, sink water was okay to drink. That's not true. Not oh. if you're Matt. Not, apparently not. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sink water's still okay to drink. How, do you guys drink tap water? You uh, yeah. I was told I could home. Drink, I was told not to when I went to your house the other day. No, not out of my sink. <laughs> I, not out of my kitchen sink. <laughs> you gotta get out of the toilet. What's wrong with you? I go outside to hose bib and I just, just start guzzling. <laughs> like, if I want tap water, I'll get it out of the bathroom sink. Is yeah. it really that Yeah, I got, I got rusty pipes in my kitchen, so oh. they're, they're a little gross. I need to get that fixed. Rusty pipes sound kind of hot, though. <laughs> That's it. No, when, no, when, no. I was taking care really. your, when I was taking care of your cats and giving them water over Christmas, I had to always like run your water for a bit to make sure there's no more rust coming yeah. out. Then no, I, I don't. Them. I don't care. Oh, I, the cats can deal with it. They're cats. They're cats. They're fine. It's good for them. It looked like coffee. <laughs> it's pretty disgusting. What is yeah. rust, Gus? It's just iron and oxygen, basically. Yeah, it's oxidized uh, metal, right? That's not, you need both those things: iron and oxygen. You're good. It's true. A little rust never hurt. You might get a little tetanus, but that's okay. <laughs> so we we do too much today. We we do too much of that stuff. I know a guy. He he grew up on a self-sustained commune. Am I saying that right? Huh? Makes, makes sense. He talks about like washing out Ziploc bags and things like that. Like, you know, 
when you talk about carbon footprint, it makes them laugh because they were literally they did everything themselves. If they couldn't grow it, you know, they didn't throw anything away. There was no trash or anything like that. You know, <clears throat> my ex-wife's family uh, was much the same, but that was it was more of a like saving money kind of thing. But yeah, they would like. I would if I would make the mistake of like throwing a sandwich bag away, it would be like, "Why did you throw that away? That's reusable." And I'd be like, "Oh, and I have to dig it out of the trash and wash it out and put it in the dishwasher." They would get up, like her stepmom would get up at four in the morning to do laundry to turn the la- turn the washer and dryer on. They'd, she'd prep it before she went to bed, and then she'd get up at three or four because they had determined that was the cheapest time of the day for water consumption. Like I guess it's it's on a scale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Energy and water, I think, are both. Like so that, that the, the, they would like. I mean, I guess it worked for them. They had a ton of kids, and you know. They save money, but I couldn't live like that. I don't think. I mean, that close, cut it that close. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, and when you talk about recycling too, recycling is weird now because we all act like, oh, they we're so you know conscious and aware. We're really just throwing things away differently. You know, we throw stuff in the blue bin versus throwing away in the brown bin, right? Yeah, but you feel good about yourself when you. Yeah, do. you do. Like, look at me, I'm recycling. It's like, no, it's like my dad recycled because I never got to throw away a glass jar. Do you ever think about like? You know, we have those big single-stream trash cans now, and my trash consumption has probably gone down by about 70% because it's almost everything you throw away is recycling and it goes in the recycling bin. And then the fucking city goes and makes a killing recycling all that stuff. No, they don't. You don't think so? The city lost $3 million last year on that project. Did they? Yeah. It's a big fucking debacle. They're Why? supposed to make money on it, and they're not. Well, it's because they're mismanaging it. You know what they do with the recycling? They, a- they put it in a truck and take it to either Dallas or San Antonio. Really? There's no recycling plant here in Austin. What about Ecology Action? There's no there's no recycling plant that can handle the volume. What do they do with that? They get the big blue bins and they just go through and they put them on a conveyor belt and sort all the crap out. That's what I think happens. That, that they, what? they just send it to another country where trash is uh is more accepted. They send it all to China. Didn't they find like a big big fucking like Texas sized piece of garbage out in the Pacific or something? Yeah, there's like a floating island of garbage. Like yeah, a zone of there's garbage. a there's an interesting documentary you can watch online. I think it's on the Vice website, vice.tv or something. Dude, that, is a, that is a great website. I'll put it the in way. the link dump, and they have a documentary yeah, Vice about, is a good website. about Fantastic. some guy who decides to get in a boat and wants to go out and find this uh, this giant Texas-sized island of garbage. Does and, he find it? Yeah, he finds it, but it's not really like you picture. It's not like a solid island of trash. It's just like a big zone where there's a lot of trash. Right, and you can probably like boat through. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not re- like it coalesced into like something really you can disgusting. stand on. Well, right? it's, like, it's called the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Also described as the Pacific Trash Vortex. Wow. Should uh, mention, Vice is a great website, but be careful when you go there. There's some very disturbing stuff on that website. Mm. It's a lot of, like, independent journalism. Mm-hmm. You could very quickly see stuff you didn't intend to see. Yeah. <laughs> you mean, like, people getting shot. People getting beheaded yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah like, really, like, like foreign rough news stuff. kind of stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The uh, the other thing you can see on there, which is really weird, is weird experiments that we talked about this for, like the Spark guy. We did, we did, yeah. And uh, Vice did a story about a guy who went two weeks without any modern sanitary practices. Yeah, hmm. conveniences. What happened to him? He got really gross. Yeah. He got really gross. He got really, really gross, yeah. And his, his co-workers were like, please go shower right away. <laughs> so he didn't, like, sequester himself and do this. He was still, like, nope, he didn't. interacting in public. Like, imagine two weeks without brushing your teeth. Or he gro- he brushed them with his finger and pumice. Hmm. Yeah, or he had, like, some kind of a, like, what was it, like a stick or something that he was allowed to brush with. A thistle. Thistle or, or something, something like that, yeah. yeah. Allowed. Well, it was stopping him. Oh, it's part of his experiment. Oh. Yeah. Which we can relate to. I like that. I like that, too. People do stuff. I'm glad other people do stuff like that. Other people that aren't you yeah, Other people that don't work in this office. Yeah. But, you know, going going two weeks without a toilet, I mean, that's tough. Yeah. You know. That's like a, a while you, back. You learn to hold it a lot more. <laughs> Good Lord. Maybe eight or nine years ago on PBS, there was this show called 1860s House where they took this family in England and they put them in a house and they had to live under the same rules. Like, they could only, like, it was 1860 for them and they could only buy things that existed in 1860. Like, they had to prepare food the way you would prepare it in 1860 and that family went crazy in about four days. It was like it was brutal. Really? Because so, like, what do you mean? They cooking, have... cooking, cooking a meal was like a six-hour affair. You know, makes sense. And doing like the, the laundry. Like it was all and, like wood-burning stove or something. Yeah, like so like they were up, and... up every morning chopping wood, preparing like all that shit. Then uh, like taking care of the horses so the dad could go to work because the dad still got to keep his modern job, but he had to take like a horse-drawn carriage to the modern job, and the kids could take the horse like the horse-drawn carriage to school, putting on the kind of clothes they can only bathe. They only bathe like once a week because. It's a lot of work to, you know, bring pails of water up into the upstairs of your house where the bathroom is. Hmm. Like it was, it was a whole thing. Just it was like that. Just the the maintenance of living was like a full time job. Yeah, it sounds terrible, brutal. Yeah, nasty. You know, Gus talks about being allergic to grass, but 
Gus is actually kind of a very old school guy. Like if I was if I was trapped out in the wilderness with anybody, I actually want to be with Gus. So there's no grass around <laughs> to attack us. I've been reading a lot of those. Uh, you ever read any of the Cormac McCarthy books at all? Mm, he wrote No Country for Old Men. No, I've never read them. And uh, The Road, because we talked about. Did that. he write No Country for Old Men? Yeah, I know that the yeah he also wrote. Uh, that series of books about that dude and his buddy that moved to Mexico. Yeah, it's uh, all the pretty horses. Yeah, and then the crossing, and I'm reading the crossing right now. It's awesome. You should totally, you should read those. Yeah, they should. Gus and you would really like them. I think. All I hear is about how well, mega no depressing country. they are. Mega depressing. Yeah, man. The first the first hundred pages of the crossing are, are pretty damn amazing. I'd really? say. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, maybe I will get an iPad just so I can start. I haven't read in forever, and I feel like it's because I don't like the medium. I use the uh, I use the Kindle app on my iPhone all the time. The, the screen's too small. I've tried using the Kindle app on the iPhone, and it's, it's a piece of shit. I like really? the Kindle. The Kindle's cool. Kindle's awesome. I wonder if the iPad would be cool. The Kindle got my wife reading a lot. Like yeah. I see, she's just buying book after. Yeah, book. your wife reads constantly. Yeah, she's been nuts lately. She had she, a Facebook status update about a book yesterday. Did she really? Yeah. Fuck bookworm. Very <laughs> good nerd. What a nerd! Jesus, <laughs> kick sand in her face when I get home. Um, but the uh, I wonder if the iPad will have that same Kindle app that the iPhone does. It should be able to run the same. It's the same operating. Yeah, system. but will Amazon make the oh. app? Yeah, it's an interesting question. Plus, because the iPad has its own bookstore. Right. With like 300,000 books in it. I think Amazon wants the iPad to go away as fast as it possibly can. Yeah. And so we'll see what happens. Hmm. And that, now, that, did you hear they, I, one of the gadget blogs was talking about the HP Slate. They've already got a release date on it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's set to follow up. So. It, well, uh, that HP Slate, who gives a fuck about that? But I care more about these other companies because it seems like these were all companies operating independent, like having their own independent business models and now you're starting to see overlap and these once friendly companies are starting to turn on each other yeah like google and apple you know everyone talks about that you know google made a phone apple didn't make a fucking search engine so now they're at kind of at, at odds now apple's making this ipad and touting it as a book reader you know, now they're you know potentially competing with amazon for that market so you see a lot of i think you're going to start to see a lot of unusual partnerships start to form mm. the big showdown yeah. appear, apparently to me, is Apple and Adobe seem to be just going head to head. Yeah, and I think I think Apple's in the right. I think most people are sick of Flash. I wonder where Amazon makes its money in that deal, though. Do they make their money off the hardware of a Kindle, or do they make the money off book sales? I would be inclined to believe that they make all their money off the book sales. I would think so. And too. then, if that were the case, they would just make a better reader for the iPad than Apple's. But it's right? still like a, a blemish on the you know company history. No, right? it's a good it's a good question. But the other thing too is that Apple has not been very friendly in the past of leaving services alone. That's true. That's they'll true. just go, oh well hmm and, you know Amazon's sure making a lot of money from our platform. Turn it off. Yep. Oh let's start our own first party book service and let's make it a default icon and all that, you know. Yeah. Apple's been very guilty lately of the things, in my opinion, that people always accuse Microsoft of, of doing. What you know? what what else did they do? Like, what, what are you talking about, the stuff they've done before? Well, like, sh- shutting off uh, Flash, you know, controlling the apps that can go in the App Store, not seemingly not approving the apps that they, they said they're approving and making sure they work right, mm-hmm. and then giving the ability to, like, turn off, you know, phones that they're, that are jailbroken and everything else, you know? I mean, you can even go a little further back and, and say that they did the same thing by launch, even creating Safari for the Mac. You know, for the longest time, Internet Explorer was the web browser on your Mac. Yeah. Then they made Safari, and Microsoft's like, fuck it, we're not going to compete with them. You know, who cares? So yeah. they, they discontinued making Internet Explorer because Apple made Safari and put it as the default icon, and it was everywhere. Yeah, look at the – look at the, I mean, just uh, – we take it for granted now, but look at the integration between iPods and iTunes. You know, think about it. Mm-hmm. you just like, well, I have an iPod, so I use iTunes, you know, but – that was a big move to go to iTunes, and everyone just kind of had to do it if they wanted to use their iPod and update their iPod. And they came out with that early enough. They really didn't have much in the way of competition when they launched iTunes, I feel. Besides well, a normal operating system um, file transfer. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I would how, how would did. you queue stuff up? Like on Windows? I guess you could have used Windows Media. Back then, I used to use Winamp. Winamp. Which was also, I was say, let me tell you about a little program called Winamp. Which was also yeah. a third-party program you had to go out and download. Mm-hmm. Not that big a deal to, to swap from one third-party program is to another. It, is there something that competes is, with iTunes, iTunes on a, that level? iTunes is not a third-party program. From a Windows yeah. perspective. Zoom Marketplace. Like 90%, so. of, 90% of, oper- of computers. Yeah. Yeah. And other services like Napster, you know? Napster. And it's even hard to describe, like, what, what the stuff that Microsoft's accused of being that's quote-unquote evil, you know? But it's just this general attitude of, we control so much that you're just going to take whatever we give you. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And if you're the PK Zip or the Winamp of the world, too bad, you know? 
It's almost like in a way, if you make something that's so ubiquitous and everyone needs it and uses it, it's just going to become a first-party app whether or not there's anything you can do about it. Fuck PK Zip, man. That's <laughs> what the hell? Did, did I, I, I remember school. using PK Zip at the fucking command line in DOS. What's, yeah, what's PK Zip? It was it, a zipping and unzipping program. It's how you zipped and unzipped. PK stuff. Zip and PK unzip. Yeah. Mm. And I don't know if Zip was a standard or whatever, but if you wanted to zip a file, is this on Windows? You got mm-hmm. PK no, Zip. It started like in DOS, and it was like in Windows three one. And wow. then along came Windows ninety five or what well, ninety eight that then, had along zip. came WinZip, and then came like integrated. Wow, uh, man, so. I was never there for that. Like I did, I used Macs growing up. Then you used uh, Stuff It. Stuff yeah, Expander. Yeah, Stuff It, that's right. And yep. my MP3 player was a Sound Jam MP or something back then. <laughs> even before iTunes was out. Yep. Was a long time ago. Uh, the format Zip was originally created in 1989 by Phil Katz for PK Zip as a replacement for the previous ARC compression. Um, ARC, I forgot ARC. about that. I remember RAR. Oh, well, we're still around. Still around. Still, we're still around. The PKZip format is now supported by many software utilities other than PKZip, because I don't know if PKZip is even around. Microsoft has included built-in zip support in versions of its Windows operating system since 1998. Apple has included built-in zip support in Mac OS X 10.3 and later, including other compression formats. And it's one of those things like, yeah, we all use zip. We all need to use zip. But here's this company, PKZip. What the hell happened to PKZip? Yeah. Were they bought by Microsoft or were they bought by Apple? Did they license technology to them? It's just, nope, well, it's just went the fuck away. Yeah. Well, I mean, did they open up the standard? These people couldn't have used it. If it's a standard and if they have a patent on it, they can't use it without their permission. So they may have opened up the standard or licensed it to everyone. And also, how long does a trademark like that last? You know, that was 21 years ago. There may be like a, an expiration on technology trademarks like that. Uh, I don't think it was that fast, though, because the first version was released in 1989 as a DOS command line tool distributed under shareware model. With a $25 U.S. registration fee, uh, $47 U.S. if you wanted to get the manual with it. The latest version of PKZip, now called SecureZip 12.4, was released on 12-14-2009. Wow, a couple months ago. And now supports operation on Windows 7. I still wonder when Apple is going to make a Photoshop alternative. Aperture's kind of close. I've never used Aperture. You like it? Not really. Oh, do you have Aperture? I've used it before. Oh, I've always, is, wanted, is that, I've, I've always wanted to try it out. I know they let that new version come out. It's not somewhere. quite the same thing at all. It's is that like... made by Apple? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I use uh, I use GIMP uh, on on my Mac. Do you? You, yeah. like, you like GIMP? I, don't, I fucking hate GIMP. And why do you use it? Yeah, it's I, free. I'm, I'm I used to use it back in the day, but I, I, I could never get into I'm, it. I'm with you, Gus. I, 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 have, there, there, I have to get Photoshop because I just can't put up with GIMP. There are some fundamental problems with the interface in GIMP. And then on top of that, like... GIMP doesn't run natively in like the the Cocoa framework, so you have to have X11 installed because it uses an X11 Windows system. So you have to install that additionally. So anytime you launch it, X11 launch it. It's, it's it, from their standpoint, it's probably easy because it's all Unix. They just uni- you know, it's just a unified development process for them. But it's inconvenient. From you, you think Apple's working on a Photoshop alternative? That's what Bernie just asked. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. They are so uh, contentious with with uh, Adobe at this point. Well, I don't blame them. Uh, Adobe, you know, quit making Premiere for the Mac and well, I don't just kind of pulled out. And, and then as soon as they switched back to Intel... After, it, after they made Final Cut. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do exactly? What are you going to do? That seems to be the heads-up thing now. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like... God bless Final Cut. In, in our industry, at least, it's like people who use PCs. It's like Adobe versus Apple more so than it is Windows versus Apple. Because God knows... I can't use I can't use any of our apples for any business applications. I'm sorry. There's nothing. It's the last thing that anyone develops for. Like if I run payroll or if I run uh, do anything with the 401k or any insurance stuff, anything like that, anything business related, I have to reboot and go into PC mode. It just doesn't work. That's lame. It's it's hard. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a uh, pain. That's I, I, you know, I hate to be the defender. I, I agree it sucks, but that's just shitty customer service and shitty development on, you know, these these business provider side. They should at least support Firefox. I guess so. I mean, I don't, I don't know Max what to say. support Firefox? What? <laughs> hey, Ma- welcome to the podcast, Lenny. <laughs> hey, well, hey, what? We're talking about third-party. We're talking about oh, third-party. Oh, oh, oh. Mine's the less caps lock, Keon. All right. I mean, Fire- Firefox is a huge portion of the market. It's almost, you know, it's almost equal with Internet Explorer. You know, first conversation we had with Jeff, I told him, like, I'm so fucking slow, like a brontosaurus or something like that. You know, we learned a brontosaurus <laughs> doesn't exist. Brontosaurus does not exist. Have we talked about what? that? I, I, I haven't we, heard this. Whoa, I don't know whoa, if we whoa, talked whoa. about it. Did you know that the brontosaurus is not a real dinosaur? Was it? And that many people know this. It's been, been, been known in public knowledge since the 70s. 
What? I think and it was when they first I, I was started born, to discover that. I, I learned about Brontosaurus after the 70s. Yeah, no, me too. Brontosaurus. <laughs> me too. Wait, wait. What's up with that? Brontosaurus is not real? It's no. not a real dinosaur. What it never it? was a real dinosaur. It was – you're, you're going to love this. Was it like a Diplodocus and just myth made wrong or something? <laughs> Diplodocus. <laughs> Diplodocus. Or I already fucking pronounced it. Sweet nothing. Diplodoci. <laughs> Do you know that they found the bones – Look, he's looking on Wikipedia because he doesn't believe me. They found no, the no, bones – I'm not Googling analytics. Oh, Gus. That's like, Gus has a pie chart up. That's he like does. porn for Gus. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming back to this. Okay, they found what? They found the bones of two different dinosaurs in one pit, essentially like a grave site for dinosaurs, and they built a brontosaurus skeleton out of multiple dinosaur bones. That's retarded. And apparently it was some huge paleontologist. Yeah. Why do they keep teaching this? I know I learned it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But wow. they say that like there's no way a brontosaurus could exist. Like a brontosaurus couldn't... A brontosaurus couldn't, uh, wouldn't be strong enough to support the weight of its so head. So what about and Brachiosaurus and Diplodocus and all the big oh. ones? You keep, I don't know what that is. What is a Diplodocus? You gotta. The, 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 it's like the long ones, like in the movie uh, Dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> You're a real joy to have on the podcast, Monty. Monty's drunk. Um, <laughs> I don't so drink. You look, when you look at Brontosaurus on Wikipedia, it sends you to Apatosaurus, uh, and it was. It was what they have now determined that people thought the brontosaurus was is actually a much smaller thing called the apatosaurus. So were there any of those long-necked, four-legged ones? So, some of them, but they have much longer tails, and they're not quite as long-necked as they made them out to be. Because, yeah. Because the brachiosaurus was supposed to be bigger than the brontosaurus, right? Dude, we our knowledge of dinosaurs exists solely in Michael – or what's his name? Michael Crichton. Yeah, Michael no, Crichton. No, not even that for me. I know. Mine's like the intro to the Flintstones. I know Jurassic it. Park. That's it. If Fred Flintstone didn't use it to pick up rocks or to watch TV <laughs> or send a message to Barney with, I don't, I don't know what it is. What's a Dino with the Plotticus? No, <laughs> Once again, dude, I know Velociraptor, Tyrannosaurus Rex, and Brontosaurus. I can t- talk amongst those three dinosaurs when right. we, we got a conversation. Going back just a real quick step. Um, our website, com. Yep. Only 26.7% of our visitors use Internet Explorer. 26.7% of our visitors use Internet Explorer. What's, so, the, what's number one? It's obviously Firefox, Firefox is number one. 43.44%. Is there a way to tell between how many of those Firefox users are I, PC Firefox versus... Yeah, Microsoft? I can break that down if you want. I think it's, it's, it's irrelevant. We're just talking about, like, support for oh, right, a, right, a right, web browser. Right, right, right. What's, uh, where does Safari fit in there? Safari's number three at, at 15%. That's higher than I would have thought. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to risk sounding uncool here. I'm going to do it. I'm ready to throw my reputation. There's a first time for everything. You're going to throw bus. cool to the wind. I like Internet Explorer better than Firefox. I don't use Firefox. I like Safari. Firefox, to me, gets... I've never had a computer u- or a program on my computer use more memory. And I realize it might be the add-ons Not or Premiere? Well, okay. Well, let's talk about a simple application. Okay. Yeah. I am always surprised how much memory Firefox yeah, is Firefox. every time Firefox. I pull up the task manager. I can't like, use Firefox because it crashes every 30 minutes. 300,000. And you have to update it every Great. other day. We're, we're going to get... A fucking ton of hate mail now because of this. But no, I, I agree with you guys. I, I do not like Firefox. Something, I love But Safari. I used it, and, and it was really great when it first started, and then something happened to that thing. It just thing. became bloated. Bloated, right? Yep. It just yeah. got blurred. Which is what they always accuse it, which, is what, which is why you used to use it instead of Internet Explorer back in the day. Right. That and being it, it said, the same problem. Like, you got, you, like you were saying earlier, I just realized there is one thing I use Firefox for. I listen to Sirius online so I can listen to Howard Stern at work. doesn't work in Safari. Yeah, I have to. I have to load up Firefox to listen to Howard Stern. I, I, it sucks. You know. You know what's surprising? Google Chrome is our number four web browser. It's almost caught up to Safari. That was fast. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's pretty close. And then Opera's in a distant fifth. How uh, have you ever used Chrome? How is it? Uh, I've used. I used it when it first came out, and I didn't like it. I hear that a lot of the stuff got fixed, so hmm. I haven't tried should, it again. You should give it a spin. Works on Macs, right? Yes. Changing web browsers is like changing internets to me. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a really weird feeling. I, I switched to Safari just because it was integrated in the Mac, and I was already changing the look and feel of everything anyway. But, yeah. man, it's like it's like going back to Netscape 1.0. Yeah. When, you go look, when you look at Chrome, <laughs> you're like, this is not right. Plus, I like Safari because, you know, from from a super perspective, like, all my mobile me stuff syncs up. So, like, yeah. I maintain, you know, I'll add a drunk tank bookmark that I want to talk about on my desktop. It shows up on my laptop or vice versa. It just all Do your all bookmarks sync to your iPhone? Only when you manually sync. When you manually sync, there's no okay. over-the-air sync for bookmarks. That's too bad. I know that's stupid. That I don't understand. That. That's retarded. That's the feature they should have. Yeah, maybe an i. What maybe a four point right? Maybe they're, they're, which they're announcing later this week after our fucking podcast. That's so dumb. I mean, bookmarks like what three hundred k? I know, most. right? I, I mean, that it's it's annoying as hell to me that I can't I can't like if I see something on my phone I can't add it to my bookmark there and have it show up on my computers to talk about on the podcast. I'd be like, oh, 
Let me go to my computer and add it. Okay. Manually syncing means you have to plug it in? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And then go through the backup and then the sync. It's the whole thing. And otherwise, you could sync up other stuff on the iPhone. Yeah, right? like music and movies and photos. Or like your 50th update for Doodle Jump apps. How often are they going to update Doodle Jump? <laughs> they're, I mean, they're giving, they're giving consistent content for free, though. they got all those different levels that are always coming out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to play devil's advocate here. All right. That they, they have over updated that game hmm. like the the scores are no longer relevant when you're young that's the one thing you don't have to do in the microphone monty. <laughs> i know we went over having to do everything in the microphone before we started the podcast <laughs> but as boring oh, as the podcast great is, podcast today guys young in another direction <laughs> that was that, that. <laughs> i normally edit them out it's not a big deal but that was the biggest yawn in the world that was and the, was clearest thing right on the microphone <laughs> so excited to be Whoa. here I love the podcast. It's awesome. <laughs> I reminded the first meeting all over again. <laughs> oh, that's right. We forgot to mention that Monty was the guy who fell asleep during the first meeting. And that was when or his first meeting here he fell asleep during. And I didn't understand how a guy who just started here would fall asleep. But then as I worked with Monty for, I think, three days after that, I quickly understood. Monty is like – Monty is like a machine. When he's awake, he's awake to work essentially and to animate and to do stuff. And when he's not, that time is just like, doesn't matter what he it just is. powers down. It's it. It's exactly, it's exactly what it is. He literally goes into sleep mode. It's like, yeah. I'm going to go into sleep mode. Like, he'll do it in his chair. He'll be like mid-animation, tearing off caps lock keys. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like, that's it. When we were shooting so Immersion, it was before his, uh, his scenes came up, he was sitting there with his sunglasses on, asleep. With music, like with headphones on, and music so loud, I could hear it fifteen. You're going to be deaf in the and next six months. And he was still asleep with that music on that loud. You do need to watch how loud your your phone music is. I, you're it's killing not yourself. That loud. It's it's gonna, yeah, it was loud, dude. If you don't think it's loud, then you have a serious problem because you're already going deaf. Okay, I'm, I can hear you now. I'm sorry for the diversion, but you said they over updated Doodle Jump. They have over updated Doodle Jump. But one thing though is that back to the money thing, real quick before we get away from it. You always hear about people who want to change their schedule, like. Didn't Swatch have that thing where they wanted to go where it was metric time? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Really? Swatch yeah, wanted to have a big deal like 10 years ago, 15 yeah. years ago? Yeah. Wow. Huh. They wanted to have beats. Like, then there were 10 beats in a minute and then, or in, what, in a mega beat, and it was like, it was oh. all metric stuff. I'm all for unified time. Yeah. Mega yeah. beat. That sounds awesome. Then we have to do time zones for our Yeah, users. I know. We don't have to have time zones. Maximum beat. would be great. <laughs> but Monty's done that. Monty's done like some weird, like, he's got his own, like, what do they call those rhythms? Circadian rhythm. Yeah, circadian rhythm. What's a circadian rhythm? It's like your biorhythm with sleep and all that. Oh. It's like Monty's like Monty's on like a thirty-six hour on, twelve hour off cycle, and he just goes like flips back and forth. It's awesome. I love it. Anyway, um, back to the whole thing we were talking about before Doodle Jump. What is, what's Doodle Jump? Doodle it's Jump a, is a great game. You'll on notice that I don't. I, well, one, I don't have an iPhone, which is why I'm behind on these conversations. But also, I just don't use Apple, so I don't know what anyone's talking about. I, I would not get an iPhone if I were you. I just paid my phone bill this month. It was two hundred and twenty dollars for my phone and my wife's phone. That's too much money. I don't understand how you're spending that much. I pay one seventy six or one seventy seven a month for my phone and my wife's phone. Mine's that's not one, that far away. Mine's one ninety two a month. I want, I want but that's because 70, I had to get unlimited texting. for That's seventy five bucks a month. That's almost a fifty percent increase. So it's up. From yours to mine, it's like fifty bucks. Yeah, it's fifty. You bucks. said one seventy-five to two twenty to two twenty. Oh, I think you said two fifty. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I want to get an iPhone because it would like let me watch videos like while I'm on a plane ride or something. Versus you can do that on an Android phone. Though. You have a laptop. You have a laptop on your lap. Yeah, right there. which is awesome. Or a portable DVD player. But like, I you know, previously the problem with this laptop or, it has no caps lock key. <laughs> or <laughs> previously, I would use like my PSP, but then the conversions shit for the PSP is like real shit and it's real shitty. But like. I, like can, when you use an iPhone, can you just drop a video in and it'll play it? You have to sync. I like that Monty's scroll lock key has survived the great keyboard purge. Two thousand ten. What does scroll lock do? It stops the screen uh, from scrolling, right? I don't think so. I think they, they got to get rid of the scroll lock key. Scroll lock. I know the only thing. The only thing. The only time scroll lock ever bothers me is when I'm at the Colo. It's a very compact keyboard that we have. So you know what scroll it, lock is up like next to page up, and sometimes I'll hit it by accident, and like everything I type, like the screen freezes essentially. Yeah. Like anything I type doesn't show up. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Like, is the computer locked up? Oh, no, scroll lock's on. Okay. Unlike Monty, I didn't just rip it out of the keyboard, though. Yeah, no, no, the key I hate is F1 because it fucking brings up all the help menus and 
you know, it's, it just takes forever to boot up. I'm going to take that off right now. You know, when they first introduced the Windows key, do you remember that? And yeah. it, it would drop you out of games when you hit yep. the Windows key by accident. That was horrible. Yeah, I hate that. Because all the FPS games back then, it was Control, Windows key, and Alt. Yep. I and think you, you use Control and Alt all the time. I think I would rip my Windows keys out back then when they first launched it. It was terrible. Yeah. It was really terrible. And that, was, that was like one of my first big things that I, like, one of the times I knew like Windows 95 was going to be a huge thing was I saw someone playing Doom in a window. Like, while the operating system was running, and I was like, holy shit, look at that! I know exactly what you're talking about. I saw a screenshot, I was like, what the fuck is that? They're playing a game, and they have their desktop on? Wait, I couldn't do that before? No, man. No. You had to go into a DOS mode sometime like, to play games. You would have to create special boot disks, Ugh, special, specifying, like, and EMS had, memory and XMS memory. Then you had to get the fucking manual out and turn to page 37. Yep. Files yep. enter in the fourth word. Buffer equals. Man, man, you know what the first yep. thing I said to Bernie about the podcast is that Sound like a bunch of old guys because every every <laughs> every podcast is like. Do you remember what it used to be like? <laughs> well, we are, dude. Come on, well, that's not a bad thing. Sorry, we're not all exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm not that much. We can't young. always be I'm, young and vibrant I'm, I'm and not, full of life remember, like some people. Remember when keyboards had caps lock? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was just last week. <laughs> It's not like I'm that much younger than you guys, but I don't spend so much time talking about. How We're gonna get Andy Rooney. We're disillusioned and old. That's why. We're just pissed <laughs> We're off. We're just jaded. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe what? We're internet dinosaurs. Maybe what kind of internet dinosaur are we? <laughs> I'm a Diplodocus. <laughs> Is that it? Diplodocus. Diplodocus. <laughs> Maybe it'll happen when I turn thirty. I'll, I'll end up like you guys. I'm a dot orgosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> So we're not going to top that. We can just end. Yeah, right we. Uh, that's that's the joke. Wait, of, that's the joke of the year for the drunk tank. There you Wait, go. What's a dot org? What, why is that funny? <laughs> oh man! All right, we're out. Right? Yeah, we're we, we got to stop now. I right, go update Doodle Jump. All right. Well, thanks All for right. listening, everyone. Ta ta. <laughs>